Well, just an unbelievable setting at the bank. Jacksonville down 17 points. They come from behind victory once again. Frankly, one that I didn't think they'd be able to get done. I just figured Dallas, uh, a, a much better football team, and uh, proved wrong and, and happy for it. But, uh, Hayes, what a just a phenomenal day for Jacksonville. And uh, who would have believed with doing this podcast, even a couple of weeks ago, that the Jaguars right now control their own destiny? It's incredible, Rick. I mean, it, it truly is. And it's all because, not all, but, but largely because Trevor Lawrence has found uh, elite franchise quarterback mode. And uh, and and thankfully, it's it's amazing the acceleration that he's had, and it it allows this team to overcome a, a lot of uh, mulligans, a lot of mistakes, and um, it, it's been really it's been really fascinating to see and and to see the city so excited, the fan base so excited. It is uh, it is fantastic, and and want to get your list of heroes as well. First, want to thank our sponsor, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give my buddy John a call uh, for uh, all your car insurance needs, but make sure you're not paying too much for it. Uh, we all have to pay for it. Make sure you're not paying too much for the car insurance. Give John a call at 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. He'll make sure that uh, you've got the right policy, and if you've got a great policy, he's going to tell you that and say, can't help you. Um but you owe it to yourself to to give them a call. 471-7155. Try and save yourself some money on car insurance with Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Rick, a, a ton of heroes in this game. Uh, what what stood out to you? Well, there's really so much. Uh, you, you know, the fact that both tackles went down and, yeah, you know, I think a lot of folks have wanted to see Walker Little at right tackle. And unfortunately, he only got a few reps there because Cam goes down on the touchdown play. So, Walker's going to move back over from the right side to the left side. Then you have Juwan Taylor, who missed the series with a hamstring. He toughs it out. He comes back, uh, and he plays hard. So I want to credit the offensive line. Um, Micah Parsons is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. He had 12 pressures on the day, but he only had one sack, and it was on a really good stunt. It was a great design. Um, you know, by Dallas uh, and Dan Quinn defensively. And, he, you know, he blew by Taylor and, and Sheriff and was able to find the seam there between the guard and the center and get a sack. But if you look at Dallas, I mean, they led the NFL 48 sacks. And to, to see what happened there on a day where uh, Jacksonville, even though the final numbers won't indicate it, I think it was 42 to 27, they didn't abandon the run. Even when they were down by 17 points late in the third quarter, uh, they stayed with it. And it, it was a pass mostly offense, but still you had to keep Dallas um, guessing at least somewhat on the defensive side. They continue to run, um, obviously, ETN. I, I, I thought the three reverses to Jamal Agnew was just absolutely spectacular. By the way, I'm calling him now Jacksonville's version of Vinny Johnson. He is the microwave. <laughs> That's and, a great uh, call. For those old school fans, whether it was Andrew Tony back in the late 70s and in the 80s in Philadelphia when he would spell uh, Maurice Cheeks and, uh, and Mo Hollins or obviously when it was BJ with the bad boys when he would replace Joe Dumars and, and Isaiah Thomas, he, he brought you instant offense. And you look at Agnew, he had 10 snaps, but he had six targets, okay? Five touches, six targets on 10 plays. He is an offensive boost whenever he comes out on the field. So 
Yeah, I want to credit that. I want to credit Doug Peterson. I thought called uh, a, a wonderful game. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It, it, it almost is like a Christmas list of, of bragging about what this football team did. And I didn't even get to the defense. But, yeah, let me start with those. Um, you know, getting it done on the line, getting Agnew involved, and uh, really displaying some really good play calling in this victory. You've seen all the Jaguar games since their inception. Was Rayshon Jenkins' defensive performance the best in franchise history for in a single game, in your opinion? Man, 18 tackles, and our friend Brian Baldinger did a great job with his breakdown, just seeing how nasty he was at the line of scrimmage. And obviously the two picks will be what will be talked about most, including the game winner for a touchdown. But this is fascinating to me because all year I've been talking about the 21 draft or the 21 free agents and, and figuring that Shaq, uh, you know, Ray Robertson, Harris and, and, uh, and Rayshon won't turn. Now all of a sudden I'm like, Hmm, his leadership and what he's going to cost you is a safety. Can they now afford to let him go on the defensive side? It was a, a, a tremendous effort. And, and you're aware of this Hayes. They, they once again, they're trying some things on defense, and I. This is a defense with a lot of holes, in my opinion. But you know, they're trying some stuff. Uh, Lloyd got the start. They went to Muma at times, and and went with a three linebacker set. Uh, obviously, the success of um, of Williams going to the outside, and 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 Herndon had the toughest. You know, he had the toughest responsibility of anyone, trying to stay with CD Lamb out of the slot. The CD Lamb is outstanding, and. Obviously, you saw a little bit of a, a deficiency there. But, yeah, I mean, Rayshon Jenkins, what a football game. One of the greatest defensive efforts that I can think of uh, that he put up uh, really since this team began back in 1995. Yeah, and, and, and now we're experiencing something maybe that we've never experienced, which is having a, a franchise quarterback to where you're just never going to be out of the game. I mean, it, you're just not with Trevor Lawrence and what he's capable of. Um, you know, it, it obviously you got to do it year after year after year. I understand all that, but, but he's certainly showing the early signs that he is going to be the kind of weapon that frankly, they've just never had. Mark Brunel had a great career here, uh, obviously, but I don't know that, that the Jaguars have ever had anything like this, uh, for any sustainable amount of time for Trevor Lawrence to be 23 years old and to having, orchestrated the comeback against the Raiders, the comeback against the Ravens, now the comeback against the Cowboys. And and I'm not saying he he certainly wasn't flawless. He has a fumble that could have easily cost him the game. The defense does a great job of getting a three and out. Um but but the Jaguars don't have a chance without what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do over the last six games. And you know, Rick, it, it feels like as we look at this race from a, a, a macro standpoint, I mean, you've got you've got to love where the Jaguars stand. You've got the Titans. I don't think they've ever been as vulnerable as they are now under Mike Vrabel. And you've got the better player in Trevor Lawrence. It, it really feels like this thing is is there for the taking, despite the Titans, you know, being up a game with three to play. I think the Titans are done. I, I do. I, I think Houston is going to beat them this weekend. Houston has been wow. playing some really good football yeah. as of late. It, it it does not reflect in their overall record, but they're right. they're playing sixty minute games. They are, and um, you know, you look at what, what is going on with Trevor Lawrence and what he has done. I mean, we got into this on a week to week basis. You, you look back during that five game losing streak, 
And if you were to rank Trevor Lawrence as far as quarterbacks around the league, I, I think that then with the feeling of some promise, probably in the top 15, well, all of a sudden now if you look at Trevor Lawrence, I mean, honestly, how many quarterbacks in the NFL are you taking today, not named Patrick Mahomes, uh, outside of Trevor Lawrence? I mean, now I, it's a six-pack argument whether you're taking Herbert over him, whether you're taking Burrow over him, whether you're taking Jalen Hurts over him. And, you know, the older quarterbacks, no way. I'm not going anywhere near the older quarterbacks when, when you realize that this man just turned 23. He will have the entire offseason as a 23-year-old. He won't turn 24 until October 6th of 2023. He's got it all right in front of him, and I don't know what happened. I, you know, things keep leaking. Today, Press Taylor talked about the conversation on the way home from London, and obviously um, Trevor didn't play well there. We're, we're talking about all week the elements of what we expect on Thursday night where it's supposed to be cold and it, it, it could very likely be wet. And, you know, that was not good for Jacksonville when they turned the ball over five times back in Philadelphia. But something has happened where all of a sudden he's showing leadership. Uh, you know, he tried to make a play on that fumble. And I understand the way the fans are. Some were probably really upset about it at the point. Uh, he's been told a million times to get down. The guy tried to make a play, and it backfired. But the defense did their job, and he did what he had to do to, to get the game in a situation where you could tie it. Then, of course, they were able to win it in overtime. So th this is so much fun to uh, watch You know him evolve. It, what Trevor Lawrence is doing is he's getting better on a week-to-week -week basis. And I honestly can't think of anything that is even – comparable to this. I mean, you mentioned Mark Burnell. Mark Burnell was great. Mark Burnell never threw for more than 20 touchdowns in one season here in Jacksonville. And, you know, I think he had three Hall of Famers. I think Fred's going to get in in probably two years. I think Jimmy Smith may take another seven or eight years because there's so many wide receivers up. But you had three Hall of Famers, in my opinion, on that offense with Mark Burnell and some other all pros there. That's not the case for this Jaguars football team. You don't have all pros. you got some guys that are doing some really good things, some others who are overachieving. So, uh, yeah, the Lawrence situation to sit back and observe is, uh, is really pretty cool. It absolutely is. So as we turn our attention to the Jets Thursday night, short week uh, on the road, what's your concern level uh, for, for the Jaguars? The Vegas boys and girls thinks it's basically a pick em game. i tell you what my concern is. Hayes, last week it was win, then win again. And now, to me, it becomes a, all right, you're expected to win this game. Or, you know, you're right there as a pick em. You, you, We all know that they had lost, what, eight straight in Tennessee. And, and you came out and you, you punched them right in the nose. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand. I actually got that one right. I picked Dallas <laughs> last week. I, I just figured Dallas, you know, third scoring offense in the NFL, third scoring defense in the NFL, pro bowlers all over the place. I figured Dallas was going to win that game. Jacksonville, as a dog, won it. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes a situation where it feels a little bit like Detroit. This is a game now that I think everyone in town will pick Jacksonville. They're going to go out there on a Thursday night where all of a sudden this Jets team is very well coached. They remind me a lot of the Jaguars. They don't have the firepower offensively like Jacksonville does, 
They also remind me a lot like uh, the Detroit Lions, a, a, a team that, that others dismiss, yet they play hard, particularly at the line of scrimmage. Um, would it be crazy for me to say that out of the three remaining, I think this is the most difficult one? I, I, I think this nine-game lose, losing streak against Houston absolutely comes to an end next Sunday, and I have zero fear right now in Tennessee. Tennessee at this particular point is the worst offense in the NFL. So I feel good about that. So yeah, um, you better buckle up on Thursday night. In in my opinion, Hayes, I I think this is their toughest game remaining. What about you? I think it's a tough game because of the circumstances. If this game was on a Sunday, I'd feel better about it. Uh, I do worry about them trying to get, uh, you know, prepared for this game, get recovered, deal with the Cam Robinson injury. Get Walker Little ready uh, when the opponent knows it's going to be him at left tackle. Um, the Jets as a team don't really frighten me much. Um, they've lost their last three. They've lost five of seven. It really feels like when Brees Hall went down the rookie running back, they've just haven't recovered, and he's on IR. He, you know, he ran for four hundred and sixty-three yards. I think it's really taken the air out of them. Um, you know, Carter is a decent back, but he's averaging 3.6 yards a pop. He doesn't re- really scare me. James Robinson, surprisingly, has been a total non-factor there. Uh, so I, I, I don't think the running game concerns me much, and that means Zach Wilson's going to have to make plays. Robert Sala ruled out Mike White earlier today, so it is going to be Zach Wilson, who basically is completing 55% of his passes, six touchdowns, six picks this year. Uh, obviously he's capable of making some pretty spectacular throws, but man, he misses some easy ones too. And he makes mistakes. I don't think he sees the field well. So a suspect Jaguars, uh, secondary at times, you know, I I don't know that, that Garrett Wilson is, is going to go for 150 because I don't know that Zach Wilson's going to be able to, to distribute it on a consistent basis. So, um, I think if the Jaguars can really just get to 20, I think that they've got a great chance to win this game. Uh, and, and really, we don't know if Quinnen Williams is going to play for the Jets, who's right. got 11 sacks. So, uh, you know, the Jaguars are certainly dealing with some injuries, but the Jets are as well. And Sauce Gardner looks phenomenal as a rookie. But in, in a sense, the Jaguars match up pretty well there because, okay, that's fine. Just don't throw it to whoever Sauce Gardner is covering. You still have some combination of Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. Sauce Gardner can't cover all four of them. So nope. if Gardner's on Christian Kirk, okay, then then Zay Jones continues his hot play. Marvin Jones continues to contribute, and Evan Ingram's there. If if Sauce Gardner goes to Zay Jones, you throw it to Christian Kirk. I mean, I think while the Jaguars don't have a necessarily a star, a legit one. They do have, I think, three or four pretty good options. So in this matchup, where you're not, you know, you don't have Devontae. You're not worrying about, well, what are we going to do if they take away Devontae Adams? Who are we going to throw to? Jaguars don't have that problem. Jaguars have guys to throw to. Uh, and so I think it's it's a pretty good path if the, uh, you know, if the, the game circumstances with it being on the road on a Thursday night, if the Jaguars can handle that part of it well. You know, they have stars at every layer, um, and, the, and the deal is all about Quentin Williams and whether or not he is going to be able 
to give it a go. That is a huge blow if for some reason or not he's not able to play. But, you know, you look at C.J. Mosley, he's one of the leaders in, in the NFL as far as tackles, and, and you know, they're two high draft picks as far as rookies. They haven't gotten a lot so far out of Jermaine Johnson, but you mentioned Sauce Gardner in the backfield, defensive backfield. Uh, he's been arguably the defensive player of the year as a rookie and certainly, you know, a Pro Bowl style uh, of guy. Um, this is on Zach Wilson. Uh, the rushing attack has not worked so far. You know, I, I, it seems like it would mean something, but obviously, you know, Robert Sala and his staff may think differently. I, I would assume that James Robinson, you know, becomes active because it is against his former team, and you would think he'd have a little extra fire, you know, burning inside the belly to, to, to get some footballs and get an opportunity. But, again, that's where, you know, kind of the media or the fan side comes out of you compared to, the actual staff itself, who is probably, uh, you know, my assumption is they're looking at James Robinson right now and saying it's just not working. He, he's not he's not a guy that, that we can trust. He's averaging less than three yards a carry, and I know he's facing his former team, but he's still going to be a scratch uh, come Thursday night. So that's going to be intriguing. You know, that whole intangible thing, though, this, this is a big challenge for Jacksonville and they've broken all of their challenges this year. I mean, what they won on the West coast. They finally beat an NFC team. They snapped that streak at Tennessee next week is that streak against Houston. They had to prove now that they can win a cold weather game in awful elements on a Thursday night where I actually think this is beneficial to travel and get in and get out, you know, two days before Christmas. If this was a Christmas game, I think, there, there could be somewhat of a distraction, you know, for, for guys who are married with young families and they want to be home with their kids. They, they get to make this a business trip now by leaving tomorrow on Wednesday, playing the game on Thursday night, then getting home, you know, in the AM on Friday morning and, and knowing that, you know, you go out, you, you win a game and you get to spend Christmas with your family. There's only two teams that can say that. Uh, in the NFL. So uh, that's a positive overall for the Jaguars, but that's what it's all about to me. We, our, our memory says the last time they played a game like this, they had five turnovers, including four fumbles by Trevor Lawrence. We are bragging about Trevor Lawrence. Well, this is an opportunity for him to take yet another step and prove that he can win this type of football game. Yeah, I think so too. And again, I, I don't think this I don't think the Jaguars have to score 28 to win this one. That would surprise me. Uh, so I think if you're Trevor uh, and, and you're Doug Peterson, you're having a conversation about, okay, let's, let's play this one a little closer to the vest. Let's, let's try to, let's be more efficient, more, you know, game manager in this than, you know, feel like we've got to throw the ball all over the field. Uh, if it's there, great. Take your, take your shots, obviously. But this is one where, I think if if the Jaguars don't turn the ball over, they're going to win the game because I can't imagine Zach Wilson isn't going to throw up a couple. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so you know, I, I think it's, I I think Trevor is playing great. I'm not I'm not saying be conservative, but I'm saying I I think Trevor's got to sort of learn as you go in this league that there's certain games where like last week. You, you gotta, you gotta take your chances because Dallas is gonna score. That's just you just know that that's what's gonna happen, and they scored thirty four. Uh, but but Trevor scored forty. 
uh, or you know scored enough to get it to overtime, and and then Rayshon Jenkins walked it off with the pick six. But this is a game where a savvy veteran quarterback kind of knows, okay, the Jets are going to eventually hand us this game because that's the book on their quarterback. We just need to not hand the game back to them. Uh, and so I, I'm very eager to see how Trevor plays it. I think his decision-making has been very strong, so I'm not overly worried. But I do think that's something that has to be in their mindset of just – if it's there, take it, but don't force things. Don't press. You know, you're going to get out of this with a victory if you don't hand the game away. Because, you know, and look, if if I'm wrong and Zach Wilson goes out there and throws four touchdowns, then you tip your cap to him. But there's nothing to suggest in his career that that's going to happen. And I know the Jaguars played him last year and and they won and the Jets won the game. That doesn't mean a damn thing. This team is 180 different than what it was last year. Uh, and, and so I'm not at all concerned that, that Zach Wilson beat the Jaguars last year. That That is ancient history when it comes to where the Jaguars are now as a franchise. So, I mean, I think it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm eager to see what happens, Rick. I do want to thank Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency before we get out of here. Uh, 471-7155. Call my good buddy John Spicklemeyer. Have him look over your car insurance policy. Make sure you're paying what you should be paying. And make sure you're paying for things that, you know, are still, you know, still a part of your life. You know, circumstances change. Uh, you'd be surprised what goes into policy. So, you know, have him look over your policy. Go over it with you. He's He's either going to say, you got a great policy, don't change anything. Or he's going to say, you know what, I can probably save you some money here. So why not give him a call? You got nothing to lose. 471-7155, John Spicklemeyer, my good friend, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency for your car insurance needs. Rick, any uh, any final thoughts and uh, maybe a pick? Yeah, um, you, you know, I do agree with you that last year's game doesn't mean anything. I think of the NFL, the only carryover from the year prior are divisional matchups. But, you know, in this game, which interestingly enough was in New York even a, a year ago, uh, and it was on Christmas Day, uh, New York ran for 273 yards against the Jaguars. Michael Carter went 118. Zach Wilson had four huge scrambles for 91 yards. You know, we pointed that out at the top. Neither one of us believed that, that New York is going to be able to run the football the way they did a year ago. And also last year, you know, Zach Wilson only threw the football 22 times and they had no turnovers in the game. I I, I don't believe that's going to be the case on Thursday night. The whole turnover takeaway ratio has been enormous this year for Jacksonville. They're plus seven over New York. New York's minus three. Jacksonville's plus four. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the turnover battle could end up really being the difference in this one. I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be a little bit, lower scoring because of the way that this game is designed on Thursday night. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. I'm going to take the good guys here. Let's say 20 to 17, which I know is low that that's very, very low, but I think it's going to be that type of game. I think it's going to be a field possession type of football game. This Jets D is better than, than people realize. I mean, they're fourth in the NFL in scoring defense. So I'll take the Jags. 20 to 17. How about you? I like it. I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well. And I'll say it's a little bit, a little bit, uh, some style points for the good guys. I say Jaguars 27, Jets 9. 
is oh what I'll go goodness. with. So I like wow. I like Jags making a statement. Save me some of that Kool Aid that you're yeah. drinking. Well, I'll say this: uh, it's probably the last thing anybody wants to hear because I picked the Titans and Cowboys the last two weeks. But uh, <laughs> but they they've convinced yeah. me they've got something special working. They have a belief, and that's in sports. Man, you get a team that believes uh, special things can happen. You can you can be you can be average. But if you've got that belief, then you can become really good. Uh, that's just a funny thing with sports, and it's hard to discount. I know we got to wrap up, but it's just hard to discount. This team believes in itself, and we've we've there, well, there's countless examples of that in sports, Rick, of teams oh, that really are. that yeah. achieve things they shouldn't achieve, but they're you know they're a professional group, yes, but they're they're playing like they're you know kids from the neighborhood that love each other. They lost five in a row, and I'll be the first to admit that it wasn't during that five-game losing streak, but when they got blown out of Detroit, I took the wooden stake and slammed it right through their heart. I did not think that they would be able to respond, and they have. They're playing great football, so the Jag fans, man, just sit back and enjoy. I mean, don't be so much of in a hurry to get to Thursday night. Enjoy yourself today. Enjoy yourself tomorrow. Have a lot of fun on Thursday, and have a great holiday with your family and friends. And, and just enjoy this ride. It's great to know that Jacksonville has everything in front of them. They win, they're in. It's as simple as that. All right, my name is Rick Ballou. I'm on 6 to 8 right after Hayes, who's on 3 to 6. You can get me by going to Twitter. That is Ballou1010XL. How about you, Hayes? Yeah, great stuff. Please reach out to me at Hayes Carlion on Twitter. And Merry Christmas to everybody. We will certainly, certainly look forward to... Uh, doing this again after the holiday, but hope, uh, Rick, hope Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hope everybody out there has a great holiday season. Yeah, you as well. To everyone out there, we do appreciate your comments all season long and look better. I uh, look forward to an even better uh, 2023 with relevant football coming up in January. It's there for the taking for the Jaguars. He's Hayes Carline. I'm Rick Ballou. This is Death Taxes and Duval. I want to be some baby.